All right, goblins and ghouls, welcome to another round <clears throat> of Bakunin, God in the State Deep Dive. This time we're going to look at another uh, quote of his about the mystery of the redemption, which is basically a nice way of covering up plot holes in the great creation myth of one of the world's major religions. What are the big four? Is it like, you know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism? Sort of like, you know, uh, a genre of music will often have a big four. <clears throat> like there's Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth. You know, well, religion has a big four as well. But anyway, uh, he, the quote starts off, or the quote in question starts off with Bakunin saying that the plot holes are called the mystery of the redemption. Well, he doesn't really call them plot holes, but but it's basically what he's referring to. But he says, that is called the mystery of the redemption, the basis of all the Christian religions. Still, if the divine savior had saved the human world, but no, in the paradise promised by Christ, as we know, such being the formal announcement, the elect will number very few. The rest, the immense majority of the generations present and to come, will burn eternally in hell. In the meantime, to console us, God, ever just, ever good, hands over the earth to the governments of the Napoleon Thirds or, or of the William Firsts of the Ferdinands of Austria, and the Alexanders of all the Russias. So there is kind of, you know, making a joke about how, you know, d despite the glory of God, we've got, we've got all these, uh, you know, sort of divine rulers over the human race spread out across the land who are, in a sense, you know, even if you look at them secularly, they're still almost godlike in how they conceive of themselves and, you know, how the the countries will regard them. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a uh, self-professed god over the people, a demigod or whatever, in order to still basically play that role and have that function. So that's what Bakunin was noting there. So, you know, think about that. Of all peoples, of all races and colors, God's chosen ones, the elect, you know, however you want to talk about it, here is the idol of our time who, possessed of nothing but the trumpet of applause, may glorify himself before the beginning of the world and speak of his son Jesus Christ and speak of his own ghost. You know, all things were made by him. Oh yeah, this is me talking right now, not Bakunin anymore, just to be clear. And for him and his idol, the rest of the world has been born to the same fate, just as it was said, and the angels of the Lord shall rest on them, you know, all that kind of stuff. By no means, Jesus of Nazareth is but the most terrible of all tyrants, the God of all powers, the omnipotent, the supernatural. You've got omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. You know, sort of like Big Brother is watching you. And uh, 
but you know he, he's also at the same time the prince of peace somehow you know uh well the savior if you want to put it put it simply all of these things merged conveniently into one and uh you don't really have to explain it because it's it's just the mystery of redemption baby you don't gotta explain it the whole time he is on earth his spirit and soul are with the spirits of the devil and the enemies of God, complete with cosmic powers that he chose to give to the devil and his demons. So why, why, in other words, would the the Diamond J, Jesus himself, or whatever, actually create the devil and demons? Like, it, was it just to make life more exciting or, or something like that? You know, was he bored? Where's the wisdom of that? Oh, but it's the mystery of the redemption. You know, all this ties into uh, these vague concepts. You know, I mean, technically, technically, you know, God isn't afraid of anything, yet at the same time, he is afraid of God and of angels, for he's supposed to have created us sinners in his own image, and even Satan is classified as a fallen angel, and of course, Presumably, God created Satan as well. And if he's not afraid of Satan, then what is he? A collaborator with Satan? Why does God let Satan steal our souls? Or whatever one wishes to call this quirky process. You know, uh, the temptation into evil or, or whatever. T t to me, these are all vague. I've never really received a proper explanation. And that's, that's probably because there truly isn't one. So, you know, he himself, who is the greatest fanatic in the world, who reconciled to God and raised up to heaven by none other than angels, you know, Christ, Christ will reconcile to himself all things, as the saying goes. Well, maybe he would get a few more things straight first, you know, uh, if, if he would, you know, like, get a story straight. Um Maybe the world would make more sense if, you know, this narrative made more sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, because they say so much of the modern world is, is built upon religion. So I do have to wonder to what extent we our lives are being shaped by plot holes and creation stories or, or what have you, you know? And not just creation stories, but people's reactions to creation stories. Technically, you know, there can be a there can be a difference because not not only are are we being influenced by more correct interpretations of religion, but also things that are less correct, but that people in power still nevertheless will believe, even if it's not necessarily in a holy book or you know, uh, as part of some sort of historical teaching or movement, you know, maybe they're just, in some cases, making shit up as they go along. But because they have God on their side and they're in a position of power, well, you know, they're self-justified, self-rationalizing, and all that fun stuff. Uh, you know, it seems to me that he will never see our day, but he may be damned by the day of his judgment, just, just as the rest of us will, because, again, 
we're all created in his image, right? That's what the narrative says. So, um, like, if, if so much of the human race is supposed to be damned and destined for hell and all that kind of fun stuff, well, isn't, isn't it really just part of his own image that he's casting down into the flames? I mean, walk me through this whole narrative if, if you want. Go ahead and, you know, email me or track me down on social media. Explain to me how, how I'm supposed to, like, understand this and fully grasp it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So when he comes back, you know, will it be with souvenirs? Will he say, did you miss me with a wry smile? Will he have, will he have like a one of those Mickey Mouse hat ear things on, you know? Um, where did he go? That's that's what I'm wondering, too. Like, did he just ascend up and he's like, ah, I'm just going to sit this out for a couple thousand years, you know, watch, watch us from up in the clouds and point at us and laugh at our stupidity, you know, like maybe comment on our uh, misdeeds like Beavis and Butthead did while watching music videos or whatever, you know, like. I suppose there would be a lot of entertainment value in doing that. It would be quite a grand show, I would say. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, that really is about as good as any uh, aim that I would have if I was a creator. I would just sit things out myself and, you know, just say, what the hell? I've, I've done enough already. Let, let, these pe let these morons just, you know, have have their way with the world that I created and, you know, we'll see what kind of destruction they ultimately unleash. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily a cynical or pessimistic view. It could just be a factual one. You know, the, the omniscience and the uh, omnipotence and all that omnipresence. Well, that presence is not always felt though, is it? But, you know, technically that's, that's what they say anyway. And, uh, you know, if we will mentally allow the crimes and crucifixions of the past to mentally appear as relevant in his moral lessons and his own acts and ours, aren't we also committing some sort of a mental sin against the Savior by imagining him harmed and by seeing his harm as necessary to existence? Is that not some sort of condemnation of God unto himself? or itself and its own punishments. You know, like, can we ever look beyond that narrative of, like, the uh, great sacrifice in this particular story? Because it, it seems like a lot of people are really building a, up a lot of uh, the modern world based on that. Like, you know, especially the non-secular people out there. And uh, I think... We must admit that to judge our Lord and Savior is merely to think, you know, because I mean that the Bible rather specifically says that, right? Like any anything that could be construed as doubt, you know, and anything that's called into question is basically sinful by its nature. So really, like, even if you don't know what the words mean in, in a... Uh, Bible passage or something, if 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 they ca if they cause you to feel 
even like a tiny bit of doubt in the story because you don't really understand the meaning or the words, it seems like that could actually be considered a little bit of a sin unto itself, right? Because you're not really fully grasping the uh, the messaging going on. So it's it seems to me like you're really damned if you do or damned if you don't. And, and I guess that's why uh, a lot of people end up uh, praying in the first place because they don't know what the hell is going on. They pray because that's like one of their best ways to actually make sense of the process is just have some sort of emotion-based uh, display where they hope it sends some sort of powerful message to the uh, supernatural being of their choice. And uh, hopefully that critter up in the sky, up in outer space or whatever, in the clouds, um, hopefully he's listening and, you know, not mocking those true believers down below. You know, hopefully he's not, you know, hawking a loogie to, to send down to us. I mean, you know, based on, based on a, a lot of uh, primitive beliefs in the past, where people thought diseases and, you know, probably even just injuries were the result of people being sinful. You know, based on that, you have to wonder exactly what a prayer would even do. Like, does it really, does it really truly, you know, resolve anything? Or is it just something people do to feel better? And and really, that's what I that's what I think most of it is about. At the end of the day, people find a message that they find the most convenient based on what they have learned, and that's really about as good as good as it's going to get. So, um, well, that's about all I have to say about this for now. I obviously had a lot to say about this uh, little passage from Bakunin. So again, if you want to give some input here, feel free to stalk me a bit on social media. Just don't be a lunatic and like stalk me down in real life or whatever. And yeah, well, it's just a good piece of advice to say, don't be a lunatic in general, uh, if you can help it. I guess most of the time, if you are a lunatic, you probably can't help it, but whatever, you, you get my point. So, all right. Have a wonderful day.